When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. We do the entire episode today in bad British accents and just never mention it. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. I, we just won't even bring it up. It was a right good episode today, wasn't it? Like just awful. Uh, it's like, like super cockney. It's super cockney. Like terrible. Really not even good. Yeah. Mr. Feeney was a whole. It was great. Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Mr. Feeney. We won't bring it up. I think it'll be great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello. Pod me twelve. This is Ryder Strong. That's right, Daniel Official. So, I'm Daniel Official. <laughs> Daniel Official, <laughs> and I'm Wilford. And Dells. the other guy, right, Roger. Happy to be here today. Not <laughs> <laughs> an H said in the next hour. <laughs> uh. So I have a question for you guys. I, as you may or may not know, we had to we had a beautiful little two-day trip to Disneyland planned that needed to get canceled at the last second so that Jensen could go in for emergency gallbladder removal surgery. And uh, it got me thinking, we talk a lot about 
trips we've been on or fun trips we've taken. Do you guys have like a worst vacation ever? I have multiple horrible <laughs> vacations as a kid. <laughs> the way you said that was I, so... Yeah, the way it's like, do you have a good vacation that you can remember? <laughs> I have uh, Okay, I'm, try, I'm trying to think contemporary. Like, I mean, this summer was brutal. I've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was... It was just way too much. Six right. weeks on the road in an RV. Yeah. Uh, but when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, we did. We went whitewater rafting. Oh, we, yeah. Like, we had so many great experiences. It was just exhausting. And, like, I came back, yeah. you know, traumatized. Right. right. Uh, when I was a kid, um, we we went backpacking in Yosemite and everything went wrong. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, that's My how parents they hadn't had it planned. A we, 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 we got burrows, uh, animals to carry. Um to carry our, our equipment because we were backpacking and I was only like eight and my parents were like, Oh, it'll be easier. We'll have, we'll, we'll get these animals to, you know, like they're, they're basically donkeys to carry okay. your, your gear. So we don't have to pack as much. And, um, these, they, where we got them didn't have, like it was, everything was a disaster. Everything went wrong and nothing was according to plan. And these animals refused to walk for us. Oh. Uh, so my mom was like in the Yosemite Valley pulling on this burrow and, um, all these like tourists are taking pictures of her <laughs> while she cannot <laughs> she get this burrow to burrow. cross a bridge. <laughs> wow. uh, and yeah, we, I think we only made it two nights into Yosemite and then my parents were like, forget it. We're turning around and when we went home, um, Man, we have such different disaster. vacation stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I've been thinking about it. We, no, I, I, we took the same trip every year okay. when I was a kid growing up. We always went to Sanibel Island, Florida. We did that. For, you know, our week vacation that we always had. It was always fun. Um, and I'm one of those guys, it's, and I don't want to jinx myself, but even if everything's going horribly wrong, I can still find the comedy and the fun in it. So usually, like, you know, Sue and I will take trips to Europe every once in a while and maybe everything isn't perfect. Or, you know, we at one time we're going to go on a wine tasting that then we read the thing and it was starting at like 830 in the morning. And we're like, why are we going to be drinking wine? And then the van pulled up to get us. And it was a van. There was like 15 people in a six-person van. And I just remember going, mm, -mm not, not getting in there. And Sue was like, right. I'm not getting in that. So we were like, no, pass us along. But we always find the comedy in it. So, no, I've never had like one of those. And I've just jinxed it because we're about to travel again. So I'm sure that I, something horrible. But it's, you know, losing bags, stuff like that will happen. But I haven't had one of those stereotypically really bad vacations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I... I also think like for writer, he's talking about his his summer, this being brutal, like he's already able to look back on it and be like, well, actually, in hindsight, a large part of it was fun. It was great. Yeah. Jensen and I took a terrible vacation to Thailand. It was truly. You talked it, about this in your wedding. Vows. It was our wedding. Yeah, it was it was a large <laughs> subject of our wedding vows. And yet it's maybe my favorite vacation I've ever been on. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't I don't want to to do it again because it wasn't good. But like. The what memories. was bad about it? Well, so we had heard from everybody that that they that Thailand was they wanted tourists and that they were real they'd be really happy to see you and we just didn't feel that way. We felt like no one wanted us there and we we were like, should we leave? Like, I don't understand. We would ask people a question about like, where did you go? Did you just go to Bangkok or no? Well, we started in Bangkok. We had two days in Bangkok, which is. Forty-six hours too many in Bangkok. No, it's not. Bangkok's amazing. No, it's not. You, <laughs> you need no time in Bangkok. <laughs> you do not. No, 
not need to spend any time there. In you my, can Thai, walk. my Thai experience, I showed up in Thailand in 1999. I, I flew to meet friends who were living there for the summer. I, I traveled. I, I left with 48 hour notice. I decided to go to Thailand, ended up on a motorcycle, getting offered drugs. It, it, I have a great story about Thailand. Anyway, I had a great time, but it was completely like on my own. Like no plan, no idea where I was going and had the best, best summer. It was so much fun. Yeah, that was not our experience. We did not enjoy <laughs> it. We we had two full days in Bangkok over New Year's. So and, you know, okay. we're not we're not big New Year's people. We're also not right. big party people. Uh, and so we were both we were asleep by like nine. We woke up shortly after midnight, looked at each other and we're like, hey. Happy New Year. Let's Happy get New out Year. of Bangkok. And then we went oh up north. God. We went to Chiang Mai. We did yes, actually really amazing. gorgeous. We love, we did enjoy Chiang Mai. Okay. Um, we liked it there. Uh, but you know, we went, I normally really will plan a vacation. Like, what are we going to do every day? Kind of at least have like a really everyday sort of loose idea right. or itinerary. And for this one, I was like, let's just wander around and see what we see and find what we find and just kind of immerse ourselves in the culture. And that was a terrible idea. It was just a truly terrible idea. And um, yeah, we just did not, it was not for us. We did it's not so enjoy it. Thailand and is so friendly. It, my experience, it, like it was the most touristy friendly place I've ever been. Well, and that's what everyone had so said well to us. Traveled. But what we ended up figuring wow. out was that it depends on when you go. When we were there, they had just had like um, a regime change and the people were mm. actually very unhappy and the the mm. they were like truly living in very extreme poverty that they had not been living in before. And, right. and it was like, they were like, oh yeah, no, right now it's different than it ever used to be and that is how we felt it was like this this um i mean it was a i it's a true it's very hard for me to enjoy a vacation when i feel like the people are truly suffering and like yeah, yeah, i'd yeah. i i'm like yeah. maybe this may, tourism I, you, tourism you want it there because you want to bring money into the place but then also it felt like very much like the it was just i don't know it just i felt awful there and i yeah. um anyway long story short th we did not enjoy thailand and yet my favorite vacation of all time I, and we, you guys bonded. We bonded in, yeah. incredibly. We had different times where we both broke down. I just want to go home. But they were at totally different times of the trip. And so yeah. it was like we were able to, you know, give each other a pep talk to continue the vacation. Fuck we up, were also, buckers. Fuck up, buckers. Fuck up. We're going to make it. <laughs> no, I think that that's the key. Like, I mean, it, it, for me now with my wife, like she wants to plan everything. She wants to like book everything ahead of time and like yeah. know where we're staying. And I'm like. Because I was always flying by the seat of my pants, which, you know, like I've talked about in my childhood, it was not great. It was a very stressful. But I think as an adult, it, you, it can be really fun to do that. Um, yeah. So we're always trying to find the balance. You know, it's like I want to plan ahead, but I also want a little bit of freedom because it's true. Like those disasters are the times that yes. you come together or that you, you know, end up remembering for the rest of your life. Like those. Yeah, yeah we plan. We plan. We plan. And it's not down to the minute. But there's things we want to do in every city. Like, for instance, we want to hit the best restaurants we can. So we plan ahead and we book the tables in those restaurants that we want to go to because we know in London or in Paris or any of these places in Italy, they're going to book up. So yeah. here's the restaurants we're going to go to at such and such a time. We love this thing we found called With Locals. So with locals is you go to these cities and you get some kid who's 25, 26, who's, you know, a student usually who will meet you somewhere and will walk you around to all the best places. It's like taking a walking tour of the city, but you're not with a group of people. It's just the two of you and one guide and they you can 
figure out which one of the tours you want. So you can do an architecture tour. You can do a shopping tour. You can do bars and restaurants. You can do. So it's, we love hitting that stuff up in every kind of city we go to. And then we usually take like a free day where "Ah, we're going to sleep in. We're going to do whatever we kind of want to do. But we like to, we like to know what we're doing. We like to use our time. We also, the older we're getting are big fans of doing one place at a time. So it's like you get to a hotel and you get to park your stuff there. It's not, we're here for two days and then we're on the train and then we're here for three days and then we're on the train and then we're here. We would like to, here's our hotel. We're going to explore this city for four or five days and then we're going to go home. That's, yeah. that's, we're, we're big fans of that now. Anyway, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
So today, we are here to recap Season 3, Episode 18, Life Lessons. It originally aired February 23rd, 1996. The synopsis, tensions run high as exam week looms near. When Mr. Feeney refuses to alter the exam schedule, a group of thugs trash his house. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Jeff C. Sherman. What did you guys think? Bizarre episode, actually. Um, It was bizarre. I actually... And we'll get into it other than a completely unnecessary and useless B story that just should not have been there for any reason whatsoever. Um, anytime Bill is driving the story, I'm in. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm in 100%. It was cool to have a Feeney episode for sure. Yes. Finally. The Fine. thugs yeah. in the leather, a new set of thugs in leather, leather jackets. jackets. Leather jackets. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And the B story shouldn't have been there at all. But anytime I can watch Bill act, I'm 100%. It is super interesting. I wonder if this pitch originated with the, the regular bullies. Like, because there's three guys. There's, yep. There's three dudes introduced pa- Patrick Renner, by the way, I didn't know. I remember he was on our show. Like, yeah, he oh, was I in summertime. He, he was on me. our show. Did you know? No, no. I totally oh, I forgot that. Knew. I mean, I, rem- I knew I remembered him. I mean, obviously I knew him, but I didn't realize he was ever on our show. It was oh. so weird. I was like, what? And he didn't even speak for the first like three I seasons. Know. I was like, what is, what I actually was here? wondering through halfway through the episode, was he a background actor on our I'm show? So like I, he didn't speak for so weird. long. I thought so you the, knew he was on the show. I thought when I saw him, nope. I was like, oh, this is the one that Ryder must have, where he met no, him originally. No, because I had, I had already done Summertime Switch after the first season. So I had already known him and hung out with him. And like, we'd been friends. Like, we'd hung out. Uh, but I completely forgot that he was ever on Boy Meets World. The other guy, Aaron Mechik, is it, there's an interesting story. Uh, he's not the main bully. He's the other, like, yeah. sidekick. He was my pen pal when I was nine years old in Les Mis because he was in a touring company of Les Mis. So he was Gavroche oh. at the, and he was the same age. So at the same time that he, that I was performing Les Mis in San Francisco, he was doing it in Washington DC on a, on a tour. And so we would, we would send letters to each other. Like we oh, found cool. out that these other, yeah. So like Larissa and me and like the other kids that were doing Les Mis would have, we were pen pals with the other Les Mis Aww. kids. And then That's we cool. eventually got, we eventually met each other um, after we had finished finished doing the show and I saw him perform Les Mis because he was still doing it after I had quit and then yeah and then he ended up guest starring on Boy Meets World and I remember this week hanging out with him I remember driving him home one night with Rachel was in my car so it was the three of us I, I and and but I don't think I've seen him since so this might have been the last time I saw him um, so wait uh, you saw you saw him perform in the role you did yeah who was who was better I mean obviously no I don't <laughs> obviously right or strong well, <laughs> you know I I was never a good singer, so I was never a good Gavroche when it came to singing. Um, but it, it the, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I remember liking his performance. He was great. Okay. It was super fun. I really enjoyed this episode. I really liked it. Yeah. I think the B storyline is crazy. Yeah, and just unnecessary crazy. and bad. I mean, the B storyline just comes out of nowhere, and That's I was like, I, mean. I literally thought I had missed the first scene of Me it. Too. Because that opening scene Me is too. so weird. I think they just like, I think they rewrote this episode like, like last minute or something weird happened. It, it's idea always... was it? Let's do a B story where yeah. Eric dates Amy's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, I, we talk about them writing from life for Ryder. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always dated older women. I mean, do you yeah. think they started yes. writing to my, you Probably. think that's what it was? I mean, Probably. because it was. Although who were you dating at this time? I, I might've been with Jill at this time. 
No, okay. it couldn't have been. She was season 96. two. So no, yeah, 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 yeah no. Um, I don't know. I okay. honestly don't know. All right. Uh, but uh, it was pre-love. Right. Um, so I'm not entirely sure who it was. Gosh. But yeah, but it was just so, I, like you, Ryder, I was like, did I? We like hopped in the middle of the storyline. Yes. Did I miss something? That, that first scene with her, I was like, what? Yeah, what it, just it, happened? It, you guys yep. keep referencing things that happen off camera. And I was like, did I miss? I yep. literally rewound. I was like, did <laughs> yeah. I miss the scene? It did the same thing. Where, yeah. So I think it was I just the a, same thing. it's just a, a poor beginning to that storyline. She's amazing. Though. She's yeah. great. And I have, she's an I amazing her. actor. God, I remember I, her. And so when she yeah. does that take, when she looks at the, the picture and realizes who you are, yes. it yes. was such a great acting beat. I was like, yes. this woman's incredible. She was, um, she was great. No, I remember yeah. her specifically, but we'll get, we'll get into yeah. all that. I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. So guest starring Lisa Aki or Aki, that is the woman we're talking about as Brenda Marsh. She would a later, she would later appear on shows Frasier, Time Cop Sliders, and three episodes of The Sentinel. Ian Bowen as Denny. He has worked steadily since the 90s and now currently plays Ryan on Yellowstone, one of TV's biggest shows. Cool. Mm-hmm. Aaron Michael Mechik as Jake. That's- Yep. Uh, so Michael Jacobs knew him from the Torkelsons, where he oh, played sure. Stephen Torkelson. Oh, that's right. I and Patrick that. Renna as Kyle, another Sandlot alum, joins the cast. He played Ham in the movie and is now very, very good on TikTok. If you guys oh, are really? ever on TikTok. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's incredible on TikTok. And then we have Anastasia Horn. She returns as Christy, which is very rare for Boy Meets World, a, a small female character who has come back with the same name. Yeah. She was in What I Meant to Say, where Corey told Topanga he loved her. She's the one who became clingy and forced Eric to say it, too. You may know her from Kids Incorporated before she was on Boy Meets World. K-I-D-S-O looks like we made it. Sorry. That was oh. the Kids Incorporated. Kids theme Incorporated theme song. Yeah, cool. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know that. You didn't watch good. Kids Incorporated growing up? No, I, never I did. didn't. Okay. I, did. I think maybe I was a little too young for it. Were you? Maybe. 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 It was. I think that was one of those shows, like the Mickey Mouse Club, that they kept doing different versions of oh, over okay. the years. Yeah. So we start our recap in the school hallway. Corey, Sean, and Topanga stumble upon a teacher hanging up the final exam schedule. Corey is worried he didn't see it coming. Topanga is panicking. Three in one day. Sean reads on English, chemistry, and history with only ten minutes in between. That's not enough time to study. Which I thought is a really funny Sean joke. That that's where you find all your time mm-hmm. to study for the exams. And Topanga's uh, back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just back. welcome back. Topanga's back. Welcome back, Topanga. And I loved, that was, I think, one of the things I liked about this episode, although there are some weird little critiques I'll mention as we go through. But one of the things I loved is that this was one of the things I have liked in the past when Topanga has been there, just seeing her as one of the gang. Yeah, Not yeah. tied to how she pertains to Topanga totally. being Corey's girlfriend. She's just right. one and of the And the three, three of us, like, you know, taking the stand at the end, I thought was great. It was like, yes. oh, this is the, the trio. It yeah. felt like, yeah, that, that was nice. It was I liked nice. it. There yeah. were some yeah. odd choices to still exclude me, which right. I'll... I'll talk about, but but overall felt really nice, like felt really nice to be there. So Topanga says, do not even try to call me for the next two weeks. I will be incommunicado and I break. Did you see me completely yes, break? I totally wrote no, that down I missed too. it. Totally yes, missed she's it. walking away. She's laughing. She's I can't keep, losing I, it. I, I she can't look Ben in the eye. It's, some, it's a joke between you and Ben, I think, yeah. because you say, I am incommunicado and I turn and my you, face like this. Yes. 
And then as she and walks I, off, she is losing it. I am just I'm so glad it. you noticed it too. I watched it twice. It's like, I oh, that's too. hysterical. No, I missed that. Oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> funny. I totally break. Uh, Topanga leaves. Sean says, wow, that's guts. We're studying and she's off to Mexico. The crowd of kids around Corey and Sean all groan about the schedule and Corey assures them, if we devote the next two weeks to studying in the library, we got no problem. And just in time, we get an optical flip. The camera cuts to Corey and Sean at various locations with their unopened books in their laps, not studying. And they're at home watching TV, at Turner's watching TV, at Chubby's watching TV. Chubby's has a TV suddenly. Apparently. (laughs) That's where you go for everything in this town. It does make sense that Chubby's would be the sports bar burger place that that they would have a TV for that kind of thing. We've just never utilized it. So I love that they did it. And we probably never will again. Probably probably never not see it. No. No. Never and again. now we are at the school cafeteria. Corey and Sean are finally studying and Corey announces final start in two days. How did this sneak up on us? What kind of sick, evil mind would think of a final schedule like this? And right on time, Feeney walks by slyly saying, hi, gang. And for the first time, we see that Topanga is sitting with them which I thought was a very weird director's choice to not open on an establishing shot of the three of them. Like, (laughs) it's the two of you. And he's like, Sean, it snuck up on us. How do we not see this? And then when we see Feeney walk by, we realize, oh, Topanga's there too. Yeah. Yeah. You should have actually been included in the montage. montage. But they couldn't rationalize that because Topanga Topanga would study. study. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bit, it's it's a little bit weird because Topanga is both, involved in the storyline of the final schedule being not great, but also not a part of it in the sense that she's not slacking off like they are. So it feels a little like, "Hmm, what's going on? But still happy to be there. Not going to complain. You're there. Exactly. Uh, Corey stands up to Feeney. And about this final schedule, it's either got to be a mistake or a joke. And Sean butts in. Let's face it. You're not really funny. Feeney responds, and you're not really studying. I suggest you do. And he walks away. Topanga tells the guys, you know, if we buckle down and study, I'm sure we would have no problem at all. And I did think there. So was Topanga not studying these last two weeks? Yeah, what does she do? Or is she just, what has she been doing? She wasn't watching TV. She had to have been studying. I mean, she's Topanga. Well, that next scene, you're like breaking down and. Yes. Like reciting yeah. phrase words. So I think the idea is just that you're rattled and yeah. you're over yeah, I'm cramming even though you were yeah. there. And yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's a small little thing. But maybe had she just said, you know what, guys, I bet if you just buckle down for the next two days, she could have made it a little more about them. And st- I don't know. I know she's rattled and she it's such a small minor thing. They're still trying to figure out, still still trying trying to figure figure out. out. Yeah. how does Topanga, how <laughs> yeah. is Topanga super smart and a good student, but also right. part of the storylines right. that really put so she can't be kids Minkus against the team. Exactly. She yeah, right. So exactly. Yes. Yes. So just then a guy in a leather jacket. Uh-oh. Leather jacket alert. We you know he's know bad. He's, bad he's a fast news. girl. Oh. <laughs> and then a fast, fast girl, girl who's really a guy thug. in a leather jacket. <laughs> And his gang member friends walk up telling There's them. There's so many gangs in this I school, know. by the way. There's Tough so many guys. bully cliques that are oh, walking yeah. around. It's insane. It, it's pretty crazy, this school. It's a, it's a leaning tower. They each have their, each floor has its own bully <laughs> own gang. set of bullies. Every, <laughs> yeah. and they every don't know floor each of the tower. Exactly. No, they've never that. But also at the trailer park. I mean, like everywhere yes. has, has a group There's of thugs. Leather just, there's leather jacket clad bullies everywhere. that are three or four member gangs everywhere. Feeney and the Matthews live on the one night. <laughs> street in this neighborhood in the entire neighborhood it is so <laughs> strange so all these small little gang clicks that are so there. This, this new leather jacket gang 
comes up saying that the problem will disappear when you get rid of Feeney. Right. Corey but, burst which, by out the way, laughing. I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. That's that's what the, the plan is. These three students come in. We have to get rid of the teacher that's been yeah. here for 35 years. This is right. the yeah. plan. Right. Why is I, I was like, what, are they threatening to murder? Yeah, they kill this guy? What are, what are they I mean, He's this is a go. very like, dark storyline. It's a yeah. fa- what, they, have they put a hit on Mr. Feeney? Is the leather-clad gang really going to do something I was relieved awful? to find out they just TP his house. I was like, yes. oh, they just break a window. Because oh, the way sure. that this scene goes, I was like, are they talking about yeah. like, knocking him out or they getting him? Get, kill you know? this guy? Yeah, yeah what's, they're gonna what is mur- happening? They're actually, this is, the, this is the first storyline where we talk about murdering Feeney. <laughs> yes, exactly. You'll be surprised to know this repeats many times throughout the series. <laughs> was it just made you long for the days of the old bullies that would just threaten to punch you in the face as a opposed to actually putting murder hits out on Mr. Feeney. Yeah, well, Crazy. when they they walk away after threatening to murder him, Topanga shivers <laughs> and she admits, those guys give me the creeps. Yeah. Finally, somebody says it. And then Corey announces to the whole cafeteria, you know, gang, the only way Feeney will listen is if we organize and show strength, right? And this feels like a callback to the Unions episode yep. where Corey gathered everyone together. The whole cafeteria cheers and Corey asks, so you're with me? The camera cuts to the entire group of kids now at Chubby's. I am not there again. Studying. Nub studying. Uh, Everyone is watching TV and not studying for the upcoming finals. And I thought here, it's funny that a TV show would do a storyline around how watching television takes you you away from your (laughs) studying. It's such a distraction and it's such an addiction that even when you know you shouldn't be doing it, you have to do it. So then we're in the school hallway, Corey, Sean, and the entire massive anti-finals crew. A lot of kid background actors yeah. this week. Yeah. They approach Turner and Corey tells them, we go to school all year. And I'll be honest, we don't like it. And now it's the end of the year. And we got to take all these finals about stuff we've learned and have naturally forgotten about. We're very upset. The rest of the kids nod and agree in unison. And Turner tells them it's a tough schedule, but that's what school's all about. And Corey whispers, well, people are starting to crack. Just then, Topanga speeds by, reciting elements from the periodic table in super speed. Corey whispers to Turner, and she's not even in chemistry. Sean adds, Feeney's schedule is a conspiracy, man. It's exactly like the government not telling us about the aliens living in our old trailer park. Corey nods and smiles. Mr. and Mrs. Monroe. Sean nods and adds, and their little dog, too. Sean was a little Tom DeLonge before his time. I don't know who that is. Uh, What? Who? It's You know what? I knew it. I wrote right here. They won't know who this is. He's a lead singer and guitarist for Blink-182. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, good. We're we're on to something. He... um, Oh, he's an alien guy. Yes. He's been into aliens. I've heard about this. When they were, when all of the talk of aliens was all very, very conspiracy theory and, oh, you're a wacko schmacko for believing in aliens. And then this past year, he was uh, rather vindicated a few times about his, his alien stuff. Anyway, little history lesson there for you, for you boys. (laughs) Pop culture history. Is that really history or just? Pop culture history. (laughs) Pop culture, sure. Pop culture history. Yeah. I think you're more Tom Green. Frankly, writer. Who's Tom Green? <laughs> Who's Tom Green? He was a lead singer. Of, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Tom Green was a comedian. Guy. Comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Corey says, it's not enough we're taking all these finals, but why does he have to jam them together? Turner tells them, it's a reasonable question. I'll talk to Feeney and I'll get a reasonable answer. And then and jo- Tony had a haircut. You can tell Tony oh, really? has had, oh yeah, he definitely had a haircut. I they, didn't notice his hair, was, so he must have had a haircut. Gone. Yeah, he had I've his, also decided to tuck in my shirts 
this oh. entire episode? Have you guys, did you guys Are you sure this? tucking? I you know wearing... why, because it was written on the card that we would have hanging in our clothes, tucked Tuck in, in shirt. What, I have a completely new look. Like sh- I'm finally wearing open shirts and tucked in with a yeah, belt. Yeah, I didn't and notice the, the open shirt. episode. Yeah. I was like, what is, there's like a new style. I wonder if that was like me making that choice or. No. No. Probably not. No, 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 definitely it's not. Probably and written it said, on your card, in, like we said. Yeah. Tuck in shirt, yeah, absolutely. Tuck in shirt, 100%. fuse belt. Wear this <laughs> yep. shirt open. That's what happened. Yep. Guaranteed. So then we smash cut to Feeny's classroom. It's another little optical flip. Feeny says no, and Turner tries to reason with him, but Feeny doubles down. I am not changing my finals policy to suit the whims of a few disgruntled students. Turner argues the students may have a point. Wouldn't it be easier if they spread them out a bit? And Feeny says yes, that would be much easier. And if we ask them simpler questions, that would be easier still. If we had no run. tests, oh, I know it's, it's so, so good. good. If well, we this just is put happening on now. If we just put on party hats and played the hokey pokey, they might even love <laughs> put me. On party hats. And party I'm hats so and do the hokey pokey. pokey. It's the most community so line ever. <laughs> costumes. <laughs> no, but it, the, that whole, but it's also, this is the, the kind of the, the new school teaching versus old school teaching and. You know, what is it to be a teacher? And yes, it is easier on the students, but are we supposed to be? I love just kind of them going after each other where it's like, no, I think the students might have a point. And he's like, no, but that's not why we're here. We're here to, I don't know. It was, it was cool because you're seeing some of that in school now where it's like, well, we're taking away some testing and we don't need to do this and we don't need to study this kind of stuff. And it's like, is that good? Is that bad? What 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 are we going to find out? As the, what's the future going to show us? It's so. one of my favorite things about Boy Meets World when the adults both have reasonable points yeah. and there really is no right and there really is no wrong, but you see yep. them talking it out. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. so great. So Turner points out, if you lose the hokey pokey thing, I think you're onto something. He asks Feeney, can't you at least hear them out? And Feeney sighs, I will always have time to listen to my students, which I love. Then Turner walks out of the classroom to give the students eagerly waiting outside the news. And Corey asks if the schedule has changed. Turner explains he agreed to listen to one of you. So appoint a leader. Did you hear that? He said appoint a leader. Because he couldn't talk about his sister. The students all awkwardly wait around until Corey steps out of the group to pick up a quarter. And he he notices a quarter on the floor. And then all of the students step away and they start to applaud him. Got him. Ha ha ha. What a weird bit. Weird. So bizarre. This was so, so bizarre. So I thought it was we... just going to be they were going to step back and leave Corey there by yeah, himself. This is, like this the is where thing. the whole episode just doesn't. I don't know. Like, this is where the episode feels weird. I love Feeney's storyline. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like the problem is the tension. Like, you have to introduce three new thugs we've never met before right. in order to propel the storyline. New tension. Right. And basically, like, Corey, Sean, and Topanga don't have much to do do yeah. like we're just kind of bystanders until that final scene yeah and i don't know it's just it, it, it's like it, it would be better if sean was the one actually tp'ing the house or doing you know but because because like we've said before sean can never actually be a bad kid he's always got to be like right. on the verge of being a bad kid right. but actually like it, it would have been better if he was the one doing it like actually i don't think no. sean would ever do that to feeney's house though i of think course. then the storyline becomes you don't know what you're doing with these new thugs and you end up at Feeney's house and are you going to or are you not going to? But then it becomes a Sean episode, which we've already had a well, ton of in a row. And then we would be like, oh, here we go again. Where Sean, what is Sean going to do? If you don't, if you don't change the schedule, I'm running away. Now you're going to threaten right. to leave but what again. what is Corey doing? What is Corey doing in this episode? Like, he's just trying to convince, he's, he's reluctantly the leader. He doesn't actually right. lead this sure. rebellion. He's not studying, but he also kind of, knows know. he has to do the work anyway so it's like it's 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 like he's sort of 
in between. Like he doesn't stand yeah. for anything. And right. as a result, the episode doesn't have like this narrative propulsion. Like it should be him standing up to Feeney and like actually organizing the kids to do something and protesting yeah. like the union episode. But instead he he's he's just reluctantly, oh, they're quarter. Now yeah. he's the leader. So it just feels weird. It just doesn't feel pointed. I don't know. It needed a little bit more. I agree with you. If Corey, if Corey had been so riled up, you know what we need to do? We need to take it to, let's take it to his house. And then they vandalized it. And he was like, whoa, 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 this was too far. And it was really on his shoulders. Right. But, but instead they didn't want to put that on because then you really do like, this is, this becomes a dislikable kid. Right. Um, so then they needed to have, well, Corey is a reluctant leader of a group that has a potential rival leader where the rival leader wants to take things too far where Corey mm-hmm. would never take it. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it is a messy storyline mm-hmm. that would have been better, a little simplified, but also would have made it difficult to to yeah. raise the stakes enough. I also, I kind of like the messiness in this one though, because yeah. I like that. Corey was never the one in this episode who was passionate about moving the the exams. He was like, yeah, right. we got a bunch of exams and yeah, you got to move it or we got to do something. And he's like, wait, what? What are, what are you guys talking? And then, then he's now the re- leader. He kind of gives a half-assed kind of stab yeah. at let's get them, let's get it moved. And then he walks out. He's like, yeah, I got, I got nothing. Like he doesn't want to have anything to do with this. But imagine if he did have, like, because right, right now the big emotional weight is Feeney's retirement, right? Like right. that's the turn. But Corey doesn't have any responsibility for that. Wouldn't it be no. great if Corey was somewhat responsible for Feeney yeah. wanting to retire. And instead, yeah, it's like, just, he's it's, not. He's completely absolved. He's just a bystander this yeah, entire episode. I kind of liked him being mm. a bystander in this one, if I'm honest, because it's like, I don't want to see him do, like, we've seen the one where he gets the union kids together and he's leading the rebellion. Like, I've seen that already. I kind of like him just being a dude in school who's right. watching this happen and then watching his neighbor go through this existential crisis that he's involved in but uh, because then he, we have that scene later in the hallway where he's like you know you you knew this was going to happen Sean and you didn't do anything about it and and you're the one who's like wait wait you started this whole thing and he's like oh yeah I guess it's kind of my responsibility too like yeah. he doesn't realize he was a part of it because he kind of wasn't yeah and I like that I like that he's just more the leaf on the wind in this one instead of the driving force of we've got to oh and now it's gone too far it's more just like I'm a dude watching this guy who I grew up next to go through this crisis and it's because mm-hmm. all of us have stood as students have changed in his mind. Yeah. And so there's something to that more than Corey being the linchpin of, yeah, I was like, I kind of, I kind of liked it, frankly. I liked, I liked that. Aspect I did enjoy it. just, I was invested to see what was going to happen. I didn't feel bored. I didn't feel like this is too messy and convoluted and all over the place. I kind of just liked like, Ooh, how is this going to, yeah. How is this going to resolve? Um, and I also love the idea of uh, seeing the dynamic between somebody who's been doing a job for a very long time, giving themselves their own little test of like, have I, am I no longer effective? Am mm-hmm. I no longer in touch? Right. Was there mm-hmm. something? Am, am I, I a dinosaur? Yeah. Am I a dinosaur? Am I not the best person to deliver this message anymore? Have I aged out of this? Um, And I, I love, I didn't, I did enjoy that. So. But now here's my question because we keep getting leather jacketed thugs. Why couldn't they just be like jocks? Why couldn't they just be like the three of the football guys or wrestling guys? Why do we have to keep creating these leather jacket? <laughs> well, that's what I wonder if it was written for Danny and, and the guys. And they were right. just realized like, oh, we can't keep bringing them back for some reason. Or I don't know, like, wh- where's where's Stanky for Kino now? Like, right. why isn't he around at least? Like, What's it's weird. going on? 
at the, yeah, just it, seeing those three thugs again. I, was like, I know. Oh, I, I put I them do, in wrestling I'm jackets. Ready to, like, I'm ready on. to stop seeing new jacket gangs. Thank I am you. exactly. I'm, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to enter 1996. Yes, and is, leave the 50s leather jacket gangs behind. It's already become one of the worst musicals uh, I've ever seen. So, I mean, uh, ugh. So Yikes. Sean happily announces, all right, Corey, you're our leader. The tough guy, Denny, tells Corey, if you can't change that old dinosaur's mind, we will. And again, he's back to just What's killing Feeny. He's, he's just going to take kill his kneecaps him. out. <laughs> the, do? the darkest storyline. I mean, <laughs> Corey tries calming him down, saying, listen, I've known Feeny since I was in diapers. He adds, I ate his dirt for crying out loud. And then we're in Feeny's classroom. Feeny greets Corey as he enters. I understand you have some concerns about the finals. Corey stutters, Yes, yes, I do, because you got to admit, three finals in one day is kind of tough. Feeney asks, how long has the exam schedule been posted? Corey says, a couple of days. And Feeney corrects him, two weeks. Feeney then asks, how long have you had to study the material? And Corey says, two weeks. And Feeney corrects him again, all semester. And you come to me now? How can I take you seriously? Corey starts a very bad argument with, okay, I didn't want to use this, but we're neighbors, right? (laughs) Remember when I was a kid and I ate all that dirt and you were good enough to call poison control? And Feeney confesses, I wanted my dirt back. I love that line. Yeah, so so much. funny. I wanted my dirt back. Oh, it was so, so great. funny. And I, Ugh. of course, Bill, with the perfect delivery, <laughs> that it had just enough mustard on it that you mm-hmm. knew he was covering. Yeah. I love that this is a scene you can see from the pilot. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is the pilot scene over yep. again. I'm dancing. Yep. I just love seeing Corey and Feeney back in this situation being like, yep. but come on, you like me, come right? On. I just I love, it. love it. Yeah. I love it. So Corey goes on, well, I guess I want you to do that again. You know, one lifelong friend to another. Feeney leans, leans in and says, Corey? Corey casually responds, George. George. <laughs> How often has Bill called Ever. him Corey? I think is this, this is the it? first time or one of the one of the first times, right? Wow, that didn't even yeah. hit me. You're right. Oh my God, he always so calls hard. him Mr. Me Matthews. Too. Me too, when he said Corey. <gasps> yeah, Corey. I was like, oh, it's always Mr. Matthews. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Wow. That was big. I did not, that didn't even hit me. So then Feeney points to the door and tells him to get out. And we're back in the school hallway. And as Corey walks out, all of the students are applauding and cheery, cheering. One of the tough guys, who is not the main guy, Denny, and not Patrick Renna, asks, so what's the new schedule look like? Corey announces, to many of you, it will look much like the old schedule. But I, as your leader, I got nothing. I got nothing. Denny tells Corey, you've had your chance. Now it's time to do things my way. Very scary. (laughs) Corey asks what his way is, and Denny responds, Feeney has made our lives miserable uh, forever. (laughs) And now great lines. Right back to back. (laughs) And now it's time to give him back a little of what he gave us. The rest of the crowd cheers him on like an angry mob on January 6th. And the entire group (laughs) follows. (laughs) The entire group follows after Denny. Even Sean. Corey stops Sean and asks what he's doing. And Sean admits, Corey. I hate these exams. And he walks away. Wow. Doesn't want to get his learn on. Sean, he's not there Sean's going to go grab his leather jacket. He's he's about to. Mm-hmm. Joining the leather, ga- leather jacket gang. And then we are back in the Matthews house. The doorbell rings and Eric opens the door to a pretty and this older is where I was woman. like, did we miss a scene? Uh, Why is Eric answering the door to this random woman and referencing all this conversation that happened 
without us seeing it. I was while like, did sitting I by it? himself on the couch reading Shakespeare. I know. I I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I was what? Like, what? And then what I was like, oh, happening? I guess because there's finals, we know that Eric also has finals. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but, but it was just. It was jarring. Yes. Yeah. The whole thing was jarring. I remember working with her very briefly, obviously. And I remember um, actually as actors working on the scenes. And it mm. was one of the few times where a guest star came in and we spent time with the director, then spent time afterwards kind of, well, if I move here, if I do this, we were ad-libbing stuff. It was great. Working with her was really fun. And yeah. I remember distinctly thinking, wow, I wish we had more to do. Right. Like, yeah. I wish we had right. more scenes because Just, there's something interesting. I felt very relaxed, very comfortable. She yeah. was giving a, 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 as much as she was taking. It was great. Yeah. Um, She's really so yeah, good. She was, she was, She's she really was a lot good. of fun. I mean, the... The scene, the the last line of this where I say, hey, let's let's leave before you get any older. And she's like, hey, that's funny. That mm-hmm. was the two of us just riffing at the end. Oh, wow. Really? And so that wasn't none of that was written. Um, and she was the first one to kind of shoot it back as she got. It. I was like, oh, wow, she's good. Yeah. So really it was, funny. Yeah, it was I fun. loved that yeah, line. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So a pretty older woman there, by the way, very reminiscent of Maitland Ward. I saw totally. her and I was like, wow, oh, she reminds thought. me I didn't think of I the Maitland. Same that's Interesting. Funny. Okay. So she says hi. She shakes Eric's hand, telling a surprised Eric her name is Brenda. Eric realizes who she is and says, oh, you obviously didn't get the message from his mom. They had car trouble and can't make it. Where are they coming from? None of this. And I don't get what's happening. If she's setting her up with Turner. Right. Why is it Turner there? And why isn't she meeting at Turner's house or are they meeting somewhere neutral? Why are they coming to the Matthews They were having a double date. They were going to have a double date. They they were going to have a double date. All four of them were going to go out. She was going to introduce them on a double date. Okay. did they say that or did you guys just? No. No, okay. we had to figure okay. this out. That's okay. why I was sitting there going, what scene did I miss <laughs> yeah. to okay. set up this scene? It's so I didn't weird. put that together. You both There's, did. So there I just probably was that. a okay. morning scene written where like, yeah. you know, Corey was getting breakfast and they talked all this out and then they just decided to cut it and explain it all in this scene. And it doesn't work. It was just <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like started in the middle. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then she says, you know, they have car trouble. And they can't make it. And so Brenda takes off her jacket, revealing a short red skirt, and says, oh, well, I guess it's just you and me. Which was my question. Why isn't it just the two of them? If if it was going to be a setup for them, why not still let Turner come over and just, sorry, guys, we have car trouble wherever we are. Uh, who right. knows where we are before this like, date. Go but, ahead with your date. But go ahead. Sorry, we won't be able to make it tonight. So anyway, totally understand why she thinks you are Jonathan Turner. Wait, do you? That's I'm asking. Do if you walked in and saw me, uh-huh. did I look like at that age I could be old enough to be a high school teacher? I don't think yeah. you look young enough you to be okay. a, her teenage son. Okay, perfect. I buy gotcha. that she gotcha. sees you and doesn't like stare instantly you down. Put it together it's and not like instantly she sees go, "Hello, teenager." Right. I can right. see how that could happen. Gotcha. 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 Okay. I was wondering about that. But so she walks past the couch and Eric responds, yeah, just you and me and the collected works of Billy Bob Shakespeare as he holds up his book. And Brenda (laughs) laughs. Amy told me you're very devoted to your work. She then notices the family photo of the Matthews and realizes who she (laughs) is flirting with. And this moment where she realizes it is great. She's great. She's great. That's a hard thing to sell. And she pulls it off. It's funny. It's natural. Yep. Great actor. Really, really great. 
And she says, oh, my God. Eric laughs. Yeah, I know. I was hitting puberty the exact moment they took that picture. And Brenda clarifies, oh, no, I thought you were Jonathan Turner. Your mother was fixing us up tonight. Brenda admits she feels very stupid. Eric assures her, I'm actually kind of flattered. Look, my mom called and canceled Mr. Turner, which is now why we this is the first time we figure out that that's why he isn't here. Right. So, okay. A lot of just exposition to tell us what's going on here. And also pre-cell phone, so it wouldn't be like you'd get a text or a call saying, hey, this has been canceled. Right, right. And I haven't had dinner yet, so uh, let's say we go grab a bite-ski. The confidence on this kid. The confidence. You got to shoot your shot sometimes. The risk just... He grabs his coat and he says, let's get out of here before you get any older. She follows and says, that's funny. That's funny. But you get the sense that she doesn't really think it's that funny. Really, (laughs) really good. Uh, This is quite a storyline. Just yeah. this is quite a storyline. Quite I mean, a storyline. Twenty eight and eighteen. Twenty eight and eighteen, and she very quickly was like, "Yeah, all right, let's go on a date, kid." <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. There was not a second of hesitation. Yeah, she sure. pivoted whatever. I'll, to the eighteen-year-old kid. I'll date my friend's so son. Fast. I'll date my friend's son. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll do it. Yep. You know what? You so called my bluff. I'll do it. <laughs> no hesitation. Let's it's go crazy. grab a bite ski. Okay. All right. I'm in. Done. 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 Let's do <laughs> it. Ski. I'm into bite skings. Let's do it. You and me, Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> they it won't was, let me leave unless we both have the same numbers on our hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm glad this is the child you came in with. Um, yes. Very strange storyline for a number of reasons. Yeah. Like, just thrown in there. Uh, yeah. The story just starts in the middle. It's a weird age difference. Yeah. Dating the kid. It's not even a random date it's dating amy's friend i mean friend right the whole thing's very strange right very strange when it comes to pod meets world we're synonymous with two things watching our younger selves on a tv show from 30 years ago and loving hyundai if we could we would take hyundai to prom technically hyundai is more visible on this show than topanga The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. 
Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. So then we're in the Matthews kitchen. It's later in the night. Corey walks into the kitchen and hears a loud commotion coming from the backyard. Kids are vandalizing Feeney's house with toilet paper, shaving cream, and wet paper towels. They smash a window and the lights turn on. Feeney quickly runs outside, but the perpetrators have run off. Corey watches the entire thing happen from inside the kitchen. Feeney looks shocked and very sad upset. Feeny. And we hear sad-ass music. Sad-ass sad and sad-ass sad Corey music. witnessing. Oh. They lock eyes with each other. And it's just oh, Feeney and a salad for one was interrupted. So we, we've completely <laughs> lost the boys' bedroom, like this entire season. Yeah, you're right. We've never no, seen No, no, Jacket. Ja- uh, no, that was in Topanga's no, room. That was Topanga's, no, Topanga's. Yeah. Right. So we haven't we've lost the boys' bedroom. And right. gained chubbies. You and wonder if chubbies. it's if that's what they right. the swap they, they did for now. They t- they turned the boys' bedroom into a swing set and chubbies was more a every week kind of thing. And here's where I'll tell you I think one of the strengths of the storyline was doesn't necessarily have an amazing payoff, but one of the strengths of the storyline was the only thing I cared about through the rest of this episode was was Sean there? I'm really? gonna kick his Oh, if Sean was part of the vandalizing. If Sean was there and whip creaming or shaving creaming Feeney's house, I, I was going to be furious like, at you. I figured they weren't doing it, but like they set it up. They want us to think that maybe you were there. You yeah. left with them. You said, yeah, I, I hate I these exams. And, yeah. and you left with them. And the next time we see them, this is going on. And, and Sean, and you weren't with Corey. Corey right. walks in from wherever he's been. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. If this is the moment where they do have Sean act like a bad guy. Yeah. And now, feeling pretty comfortable now speaking as an audience surrogate, if they do have Sean actually do something bad, instead of just saying he's always on the cusp of doing something bad, I can tell you, I don't like you. I was yeah. so... I, I Inside, really? thinking, what if Sean's there? I was like... F that kid. F that kid. I was so, I was going to be oh, actually And I think angry. I should have been there. That would have been no. great. Oh, but you man. Could, they did set it up to where you could easily have been a member of the new LJG gang. Um, <laughs> I mean, it absolutely could have been there for Leather Jacket. Because you know, their backs are turned. LJG, no baby. long hair guys there. LJG, baby, for the school. LJG. Um, so you could have, but I don't think they were going with that. I think they were going with... 
it was all about Feeney at this point. That's what the, the story shifted to. And just Bill being Bill, just all the music, yes, a little much. A little but much, but I still like it. I loved it. And all the emotion that plays across his face. You read everything on his face. It was have, so good. He was have, disappointed and sad, and I can't believe it happened. And he was, oh, God, I was there for all of it. I was there have for all of it. any of you ever vandalized a house? No. Have you ever teepeed a house? Have well, you? Well, I guess you have a story. Well, Danielle. Well, Will has a story. Will, I don't have, yeah, no, I have no stories. I have did no you comments. egg well, a house? You must have egged a house. Or a well, tell, tell us a hypothetical story. Hypothetical story about you. Halloween back in Connecticut could get a little crazy. Really? <laughs> there were times that I had friends that... You had friends? Oh, you had friends. I, oh, you had friends? There were, there were, were friends. girls? Let's put it this way. No. I <laughs> think <laughs> we've established that. All right. Your dad, uh, your dad We had confirmed. our own version of LJG back, back. And oh. yes, of course, we, we TP'd and we... And houses cigarettes. and smoked cigarettes. cigarettes. And oh my when God. my friends then got into grabbing, like, you know, wanting to uh, uh, do like cherry bombs and stuff like that, I was out. I was like, okay. I'm, not, I'm not good with, with things you have did to you light ever, on uh, fire. I had, a, I, had a, I had a cool aunt, like a cool aunt, you know? Uh-huh. She would let us go teeping. Wait, she'd she let you go? You? What? <laughs> She'd buy us she would, the toilet paper and she'd take us. She'd drop us off. She parked the car nearby, so in case we got caught, she had, just you had a, a way to run away. Car, getaway oh, wow. driver? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah it Wait, was I don't cool. understand. What do you do when you TP out? You're just like covering the house in yeah, toilet covering paper. Covering the house in toilet paper. Yeah, you t- you're you just throw like it so throwing it, it over the trees. Yeah, and, and it gets stuck and it's like all there everywhere. And you and can do some like elevated ruder stuff like take saran wrap and put it around like the, combine the two door that the front yeah. doors together so that they can't open their they front can't door open the front door that's a good one uh, yeah uh, you can do yeah. we never did anything like that we just tp'd and we always picked somebody that we had a crush on to tp like some oh, so boy. it would be like a good sign so if yeah, your house usually, was TP'd. Like, usually meant likes. there was something we had a crush on you. Like yeah, it's would, like, wow, if this guy likes me, he's gonna have to spend all tomorrow with his parents cleaning this out. Cleaning this out, yeah. It's gonna be, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be so happy I did this. He's, he's really gonna, gonna like me. Is, oh my god, our meat cute is him I on a ladder trying to get this, this thing out of the just tree. Landon yeah. and David, this is what you did. <laughs> Landon, David, and Ryder. <laughs> I didn't know where David oh, Letterman you, lived. GP Jonathan Taylor Thomas's house. That would be amazing. I do have a really great picture of me, though, in a huge oversized sweatshirt and sweatpants. And we had we got caught pretty early on this one time. And we had (laughs) still the four packs of toilet paper were still in their like plastic wrap. And I was grabbing all of them to not leave the evidence behind. And we have a picture of me running down the street looking like the (laughs) Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with all the things of TP stuck in my sweatshirt. It's pretty great. But yeah. Uh, Wow. Right. Or you missed out. You were just yeah. feeding your horse, Susie. Yeah, you were feeding Susie. and With a dead body in it. Making dead bodies and yeah, we had, doing your magic show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's how it is. So then, before we are in Feeney's classroom, we have a wild exterior. We, like, tilt and zoom into a window of the exterior of the school. Is Corey Matthews doing the camera work here? <laughs> and it, it seemed a little jarring. It I was, was like, a what little is jarring. happening? Yep. Well, Feeney is teaching a class about abolitionists and John Brown, who thought he was a hero because of his night raids. And he adds, John was eventually captured and hanged by the neck for his crimes while walking by the three thugs in class. He then says, that will conclude the semester. 
Feeney reminds them, finals are tomorrow, and I want to wish you all the best of luck. The students boo him as he says this. Then Topanga walks up to Mr. Feeney asking, will the chapter on the Continental Congress be included in the test? Feeney chuckles and says, Ms. Lawrence. Topanga abruptly stops him and says, wait, wait, as she holds a voice recorder up to his mouth. Mm -hmm. Feeney assures her, you've done the work all semester. I have no doubt that everything you need to know, you already know. Topanga yells back, Continental Congress, yes or no? Feeney speaks into the recorder and says, yes, Ms. Lawrence. And she leaves. I don't know why, but I remembered that. Really? I don't. I cannot tell you why it was because I remembered. I remembered my B storyline yeah. because of the woman that I worked with. I remembered nothing from the A story, and then I remembered you with the tape recorder. I'm like, wait, is this the Continental Congress? And you're like, Continental Congress. I was like, <laughs> I don't know funny. why I remember this line, but oh, I fully remembered so that funny. moment. Yeah, stuck in my head. Don't know why. Huh. Well, you're you're a fan of U.S. history. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's I mean, what it is. Yeah, I, I am. I love U.S. history. So Corey then walks up to Feeney and says, look, what happened last night? I was at the library and Feeney tells him no one is accusing you. I know you better than that. Corey admits, I think what those idiots did was way out of line. And Feeney nods. I must agree. I haven't always been popular with my students, but I have always had their respect until last night. Mm-hmm. And now my poor little heart is just even more broken Mm -hmm. for Feeney. Feeney goes on, 40 years ago when I was a new teacher, there was a very small faction of students who were frustrated, but the majority of them wanted to learn. Now, with each passing year, I find that authority and respect have rotted away, and that small faction is now the majority. And Feeney continues... I just want to watch our show, Feeney. Yep. Oh, don't, right? Oh, God. 60s Feeney. 60s Feeney is a new teacher. Oh, trying to get their respect. Oh. Oh, So good. And the small faction of leather jacket gang there. Mm -hmm. When they they actually like belong. Right. (laughs) When When there was still a thing. Oh, God, it'd be so funny. You know what would be great is you have like Frankie Stacchino's grandfather as one of his students. I mean, you could. Stanky for Kino. Yeah. You could have you could bring in random characters that were like he's been teaching them their family for uh, generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Leslie. Yes. Leslie Stakino. Leslie's dad. Yeah, Leslie's dad. Yeah. Really good. I, that show we haven't written or created yet is so good. It's amazing so, in my head. Yeah. I've already I'm on season three. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. 
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. So if Feeney continues, you know, Mr. Matthews, at the end of each school year, I also take a final exam. I examine my effectiveness as a teacher and I wonder, what have I taught? Who have I reached this year? Well, this year, after seeing what was done to my house, I realize they have finally reached me. Corey asks what he means, and Feeney says, I believe the term was dinosaur, wasn't it? I'm an old dinosaur. Corey tries to tell him that's a good thing. People love dinosaurs. You got your Barneys, your Jurassic Parks, and who could forget about Dino Flintstone as he mimics Dino's barking noises. <laughs> so cute. Feeney reveals, I'm retiring at the end of the year. Bum, bum, bum. The official announcement will be very soon. Just then, Denny and his stupid leather jacket and his stupid leather jacket friends walk into Feeney's classroom and Denny threatens, if you don't move it until later in the week, Feeney, we ain't gonna show. Finally, I was like, that's a reasonable threat. Yes, that <laughs> like, actually that makes sh- sense. Yes, that makes sense. I'm you not just, coming. As yeah, opposed to take care of it my I'm way. I'm kill you. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> but then also, the, the obvious response is like, you just... If you don't show up for the test, you just you get fail. an F. Yeah, like, you just fail. Okay. exactly what he says. Yeah, well, that's your right. And of course, if you don't take the exam, it is my right to fail you. So we see that Sean is now a new addition to this group. Makes sense, though, because we know he has a leather jacket. And, Denny and new adds, addition is a group. Right. Wow. Yeah, look at so you. So that works, too. And Denny adds, I wish I could have seen his face when he saw his house. And Corey tells Denny, I did. Jake goes up to him and asks, Matthews, you kiss up? What'd you tell him? He starts to put his hands on Corey, but Sean breaks it up, telling him Corey's cool. He wouldn't have squealed. And I liked this part. Corey laughs and says, does that make me cool, Sean? Is that what makes you so cool? And he walks away from the group, including Sean. Then we're in the school hallway. Sean follows after Corey, telling him to lighten up. You're the one who said we should stand up to Feeney. And Corey yells back, I didn't say to vandalize his home. Sean gets defensive. I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. And this is where I wanted it to be a bigger kind of... Reveal that you weren't there. Like I, mm. I was hoping for there yeah. to be more of a moment about you not being there instead of. That's funny. That makes sense. I didn't even think that though. I was so just there was no chance Sean was ever there. But right, I guess, I guess you that, just that, knew. 
I didn't. Yeah, I wanted to know for sure. But it was such a kind of a throwaway line. I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. It's like, oh, thank God. I literally was like, hallelujah. I still <laughs> like this kid. <laughs> Corey pokes him, but you knew about it. And Sean asks, what was he supposed to do? Stand up and say, stay away from Feeney's house. And Corey says, you didn't stop them, Sean. And I think that makes you responsible. And Sean follows up, well, you're the one who started this whole thing. And Corey nods. I think that makes me responsible too. And then very loud guitar music plays. Mm -hmm. Just extremely loud guitar music plays there for some reason. Then we're in Feeney's house, Alan, or we're outside Feeney's house. Alan and Feeney are finishing up cleaning the last of the vandalism out there. And Feeney thanks him. And Alan admits he couldn't reach the eggs towards the very top of the house. But if Feeney throws a bunch of cheese up there on a hot day, he'll have one heck of an omelet. And Feeney laughs. You're one funny man, Alan. Alan reminds him, I know this bothers you. But remember, it wasn't the whole school, just a couple of kids. And Feeney responds, well, you're right, but it really bothers me. And then Alan, who is in a sensible denim jacket. Yeah, he's a good guy. Turner. He's a good guy. Who's in a leather jacket. But walks brown. Up. But You're right. brown. They put him so in a slightly. It's a different gang. Yeah, it's, a, it's more of a bomber jacket. Exactly. Yeah. So he walks up to Feeney and he looks around the house asking what's going on. And Feeney jokes, we had a wild toga party, Mr. Turner. Sorry, we didn't invite you. Turner confronts him. I heard this rumor you're retiring. What's that all about? And Feeney says he's worked long enough. This just feels right now. He adds to finally have time to garden, to read a good book, to travel, to eat a salad alone for dinner. Okay, he didn't say that part, but, but I added that part. To do the things that I love. Turner clarifies, you love teaching. Come on, don't give these goons the power to change your life. And Feeney asks, you don't garden, do you, Jonathan? He says, no, but I can see where that toilet paper plant would come in handy sometimes. And Feeney declares, I am surrounded by funny men. <laughs> so good. And then Turner apologizes. Feeney continues, here in the garden at the end of each season, you see the results of the seeds that you planted. And even on a particularly bad season, there was still growth. So, Mr. Turner, sorry, but I must admit, these days, I quite prefer the garden. Boy. The only thing missing was an Art Garfunkel song. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? I would have really been hooked. That was it. Just crying all night. Just That's how I know. When I see Danielle crying, I'm like, Art Garfunkel. Art Garfunkel. Every well, time. Well, then we're in the Matthews kitchen. In case you forgot, Eric is dating Amy's friend. Eric walks down in a very structure, mall store, shoulder padded suit. It was like I went to a Talking Heads concert. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And stole his suit. It was like, I just walked out. I was like, what? The, what am, am I a bunch of small children packed together? Stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It's it's on kind of perfect, though. Because it is, <laughs> it it's overdone. You know, it's, it's like overdone. Eric is it is. trying just too hard. Just a little oh, man. too much. The it biggest, looks good, but really? The yeah. biggest gray suit yeah. they could get. Uh, so it Eric, like a circus tent. It was pretty it. big. <laughs> so then Eric asks, can you see it? Your little boy's in love. Alan asks, so really? What's this one's name? Eric responds, Brenda, Brenda Marsh. Amy looks up from cooking and says, oh, that's funny because I work with a Brenda Marsh. And then her eyes go wide as she realizes what is happening. Eric smiles as Amy pleads, Eric, no, you can't date Brenda Marsh. Eric ask, asks, it's because she's Canadian, right? And Amy <laughs> clarifies, no, because she's older than you. Alan asks, an older woman, huh? Eric adds, an older foreign woman. Amy groans to Alan. He cannot go out with her. I was setting her up with Jonathan, which is a fair argument here. Yeah, yes, yes. Eric butts in, hey, now she showed up and he didn't. Finders keepers, losers <laughs> weepers. Which 
although it rhymes, is not a very good argument here. No, no, <laughs> no it's not a good argument. No, argument would just be like, we get along. We, right. we're, we're actually interested in each other, so yeah. who cares? Well, but I and do like that. He is 18, so. Oh, right, yeah. but you're, you're, your dad doesn't bat an eyelash at 18 and 27. Well, but that's because they're. They're dudes, dudes. But even dudes, bros, dudes. I, dudes. I, I, he does bat an eyelash, dudes. doesn't he? He sort of he takes mm-hmm. a moment and then no. he's like, "All right, here's your wallet, here's the keys." Go. Yeah, my, I think my dad would gonna... have said something had had Alan, I been dating he, a twenty-seven year old. He stops Eric. How old is she? Eric smiles. You didn't 27. date a twenty-seven year old when you were eighteen, Will? My parents didn't know I was dating a twenty-seven year old. There was a very big difference. She was also thirty. Yeah, but that's, I, I, that's yeah. So. Yeah, I only dated older women, and Me too. no one cared. From the time like, I was no, a kid, I mean, the, sometimes I mean, I would, I would, I would pursue women that would care. That would be like, "You're too young for me." But as, as long as the woman didn't care, no one would bat an eye about me. Well, this an is a really woman. good opportunity to talk about that the double standard there, the double oh, standard, yeah. huge double standard, yeah. that huge double standard. Oftentimes, dudes mm-hmm. have no problem. And actively seek out women that are significantly younger than them, that an 18-year-old girl would be a totally acceptable person for a 27-year-old guy to date. Right. And yet, in the reverse, it would be maybe talked about, and she would probably be given ish for it. Sure. And it's one of those things where I say, it's funny that the issue is not like, well, if guys can do it, I can do it too, as opposed to maybe what we should say is... It's in a. It's generally inappropriate. Now, it's a pretty big overgeneralization to say uh-huh. every single person is, you know, and and every single time it's inappropriate. But I feel pretty confident saying if Adler were a twenty-seven-year-old dude, I would in no way, shape, or form be happy if he decided to date a fresh out of high school, or in this case. <laughs> A currently in high school yeah. person. Yeah. Alan stops Eric. How old is she? Eric smiles. 27. Alan responds, oh, well, in that case, well, you can't date her a lot. Which, again, this is now just the storyline that Alan is a bro dude. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's got to be, he's pretty much fine with it. It's just the mom who's going to have a problem with this. Amy yells, Alan, she is too old for Eric. Alan stops her. Honey, hold on a second. Eric, how old are you now? 24, 25, 40? She sighs. He's 18. Alan pretends to gasp. No, he's laughing through this again because dudes, bros, dads, yep, bro dudes. dads. Yep. Eric gets in the middle of them. Come on. She's okay with it. I'm okay with it. When two mature adults make a connection. Oh, come on. You never got me a pony. The Matthews were no Linen King strong. That's Eric what I said. Never I wrote the same Susie. thing down. I was like, I got no Susie. I got no, <laughs> no Susie, Susie here. Also, did you hear what I did with my voice? I don't know why I was doing that when I was like, when, when two adults, well, first I, I deepened it. I was like, when two adults get together, and over the pony. I was like, oh, starting my voice work. Thank you. Well, I like it. Amy grabs Eric. Brenda is older than you, more sophisticated, more experienced. Is this making sense? Alan hands Eric his wallet and his keys and tells him to wake up when he gets in. Amy looks at Eric dejected, saying he'll be the one on the couch. And like that, there is just nothing Amy can do to stop her son from dating her work friend. It's very strange. Such a weird storyline. Also, where is her work? What is her work? Do we know? 
She's a, she's the gallery, Gallerist, but she's also a uh, real estate lady, and she's working the brick real split level. Where's Morgan? Street. Morgan has been around for a while. No. So then they're in Chubby's. Obviously, it's the only place you can go. Place you Brenda go. and Eric are on their date, and she tells him this place is it's kind of funky. Eric <laughs> explains, "I tried to get reservations at that restaurant you like so much," and she clarifies, "Oh, Chateau Le Fondlock." And Eric nods, "Yeah, okay." Eric asks, did I mention you look lovely tonight? And she says, yeah, you did, Eric. Thanks. She continues. So um, tell me, what do you do when you're not in school? Which, oh, ew. Just, that's, that's the point. God, ew. 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 No. Yeah. No. No. It's so icky. Mm-mm. It's so icky. What do you do when you're not in school? What do you do when your teacher isn't giving you homework? Oh my gosh. She says it like that's not already the deal breaker. Right. Ugh, do you travel? What do you think? He lives at home with his mommy and his daddy. What kind of stupid question is this? Have you been to Europe? I love I love that Europe is like the, the height of worldliness. If you've gone to Europe, that's it. You've seen the world. You've been yeah. around. So Eric scoffs, you kidding? Last summer, I bummed my way through Pittsburgh. Brenda starts laughing and Eric has to clarify, I'm serious. Brenda asks, have you been to Europe? Feels like she already knows this answer. And he just tells her, no, just Pittsburgh. But there is a large Polish community there. Eric says, I just realized why the service here is so slow. They don't have any waiters. So I'm going to go up there and order us something. Eric approaches the counter and then Turner walks over. Because where else would he be? See, that's the thing that was weird. As I was going to say, it makes perfect sense that Eric would bring her to Chubby's because he's a kid and he's young. And that's to show how young he is. But then Turner Turner's shows up at Chubby's. Turner's, uh, Turner's a Chubby's guy. Turner's a Chubby's uh, guy. So uh, Turner says, Eric looks sick. He said, what did you order so I don't get the same thing? And Eric asks, Mr. Turner, you ever been to Europe? And Turner responds, yeah. Oh, but the food here is nothing like it. Eric grabs Turner and brings him over to his booth with Brenda. Eric announces, Jonathan Turner, Brenda Marsh. Turner smiles and shakes her hand. Oh, yeah. Hey, from almost the other night. Brenda stands up and smiles as she shakes his hand back. And then she giggles at absolutely nothing because she is turned on by Turner. Turner. That's right. It was really, really nice of her, though, to give her work friends high school son a chance. She, you know, I thought so. I, that was really nice. She at least was like, listen, who am I to judge? Yeah, That's, right. What do you do when you're not doing your homework? What do you do when you have to color outside the lines? She wanted to get inside that giant suit. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Eric breaks the silence. All right, I'm going to go. I've got to study, you know, exams. He leans into Turner and asks, if you guys hit it off, will this help me? And Turner immediately says no. As Eric's walking away, a girl runs up to him to say hi. And Eric asks her, so, Christy, you ever been to Europe? She says no, but during the summer, her family's going to Pittsburgh. He nods and asks, marry me. And then they cut it. You can actually see her. She says, okay, as they're cutting away, which was a great line that she just ad-libbed. So they, you can see the visual of it, but they took out the audio as they're right. cutting away. So you they just didn't go, want okay. people to then be like, what's going to happen with that storyline <laughs> right. now? Is Eric yeah. getting married? But it was great, yeah. So then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Topanga and Corey are studying and she asks him to tell her about the great Gatsby. Corey proudly says the best hockey player of all time. Next writer, who are they talking about? 
Wayne Gretzky. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And how wow. many touchdowns did Wayne Gretzky score in his career? Oh, he uh, he had <laughs> he was called for icing the most Ooh. on the cupcakes. Yeah, I've noted. Did he do a, did he do something great? He was just a great. He's, he was the great one. He he's was the great, the great one. one. He's right. the best of all time. Yeah. Then Sean runs through the door. They're at school. Denny and those jerks, and they've got a bunch of people with them too. They're up to something. Something bad. Was he mad? Was, was he, he mad? mad? I like though that Sean is like, you're, yeah, you're right. I've let's learned. go. Let's go. Yeah. Make sure. And this I also is just okay. like that we're a gang. That we're the yes. three of us are all in this together. Yes, yes. the lamest Me, gang in the school. Lamest, by and far. I also have a denim jacket on, so yeah. you know I'm a yep. good person. Good person. Yeah. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things: watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and Loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
So we all go running out of the house to school. New set alert. Yeah. This New set alert outside this is of John not Adams High. The same spot where it's the, no, the bike motorcycle was. was. No. Yeah. no, different. No. Different. Different exterior. Yep. With some spray paint. Oh yeah. Oh, Take when care they of arrive, it has a real Twenty One Jump Street vibe. Mm-hmm. There's spray paint everywhere. Teenagers are yelling and slamming garbage cans to the ground. It's like bring into noise, bring into funk. <laughs> There's painting all over the walls. They're throwing traffic cones everywhere. Someone even wrote die. 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 Die Feeny was another one on the other side. Die. It's like, this is real. Yeah, man. This is another level. Corey turns to Sean and says he's going to call the cops. Sean says, there's no time. This is our school. I'm not turning my back. I sleep here every day, which is a great, a yep. great mix of, of you showing passion and, and reality for the situation and also still being able to throw a joke in there that yep. actually still gets being a laugh. Funny. Yep. Very funny. Corey tells him, but the police are trained in handling unruly crowds. And Sean scoffs, oh, come on. And I could have used a really nice uh, Corky Dorky call back here. I still mm-hmm. love that nickname. Corky Dorky. It is good. Corey says, all right, I'm right behind you. And Sean yells out, hey, Denny. Denny turns around and says, hey, Hunter, man, you're just in time. Here's your spray can. Sean, with the power of the leather no. jacket, smacks the spray can out of his hands and says, I don't think so. Denny pushes a pair of pliers against Sean, sending him stumbling backwards. And he asks, you going to stop me? Denny says, I didn't think so. Corey steps in and yells, guys, come on. Why are you doing this? Patrick Renna, who's barely said a word up until this point, explains to show Feeney we're not going to take his stinking tests. And Denny adds, oh, yeah, we are. We're going to take his stinking tests right off his stinking desk. So now they're going to steal the tests. Stinking. Guys. So we're not just going to vandalize the school. We're going to take the tests. Steal. The stinking tests. Stinking tests. Off his stinking desk. (laughs) That stinking Feeney. Stinky for Keno. Die, stinky Feeney. Stinking, stinky for Keno. Stinky, for Keno. Say that five times fast. Yikes. <gasps> Topanga asks, I so look out of place here. I'm just so <laughs> out of place. Like, Thank God we've got Topanga. She's got our back. <laughs> and here I come with my, we my all little... the people we needed. <laughs> How about you guys? Have you guys just tried studying? Oh, no, Topanga. We've never thought of that. Thanks. Thanks for that suggestion. You and your stupid, stinky denim jacket. Stinking denim jacket. Good girl, denim. Uh, now, Renna is on a roll, and he responds, who needs that Feeny teaching anyway? It's all about dead old guys like him. And Denny tells him he doesn't teach history. He is history. He doesn't care about us. <laughs> Corey yells, of course he cares did about I, you. Our writers just watch Grease over <laughs> and over and over, over like, again. West Side Story. Again. That's why I'm doing this. And it's like we never... Never got out of that yep. mindset. Like, boy, boy, <laughs> crazy boy. Like, what? Are you going to break into song? What's happening? <laughs> it's so strange. When What's you're going jet, on? You're exactly. jet all the way. <laughs> like, what are they doing? It's crazy. <laughs> it's so, it is so, like, I'm waiting for him to go, like, I'm telling you, we don't get Feeny out of here. See, we're going to punch him in the mug. Like, what yeah. the hell is happening? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the mug with I that stinking it. test. That stinking test. Oh Talk about God. them stinking tests. I love imagining Easy action. I love wa- imagining all of our writers watching Grease at lunch. Over and over. <laughs> just, over just, just this is it. Right this is high school. It's not right. We've got to watch Grease again. we got to watch Grease again. That's, Let's that's watch Grease 2. That's Grease 2. We're taking this to the second level. Grease 2, everybody. Travolta, really. Oh, man. Yikes. Oh, 
my gosh. Corey yells, of course he cares about you. He's trying to push this little nugget of education past your baseball statistics and your criminal record right here. And he pokes Denny on the forehead. Denny scowls, if you touch my head again, I will break your stinking finger. He doesn't say stinking, but Corey takes his hand away. You see, I learned something. Sean says, let me tell you something I learned from Feeney this year. You guys can come down to the schoolyard because you've got freedom of assembly. I'm talking about Amendment 1 of the Bill of Rights. And Corey questions, Sean? Sean admits, I accidentally read the chapter. Sean continues, I learned they've got the right to peaceably assemble. But the second you guys broke that lock, you broke the law, and I got the right to call the cops. Oh, yeah? Denny asks about Feeney. Why are you defending him? What has he ever done for you? Sean points to the bolt cutters in Denny's hand and asks, you see how I don't have any in mine? That's what he's done for me. Yeah. This is also two episodes in a row where Sean has threatened to call the cops on somebody. Yes, you're right. Because when we were at this swinging trailer park, right, you were right. you were also saying, I'm going to call the cops. That's yeah, right. you're right. That's Sean's very go-to similar. now is I'm just going to drop a dime. And very, yeah. I, I, you know, again, confrontations with the thug, like just right. gangsters yep. everywhere. And yep. Sean and Corey standing up to him. I'm going to yep. call the police. We're going to f- leave this swinging party in half hour, 45 minutes, and I'm going to call the cops. Yes, that's Sean. Then Mr. Feeney opens the door and asks, breaking down the door to take your finals, Mr. Burgess? This makes all the kids run away, leaving behind just Corey, Sean, and Topanga. Mr. Feeney asks, so, Mr. Hunter, you do listen in class sometimes. Sean responds, some days you're talking so much I can't sleep. I cross my arms here for everyone to gather that it's cold outside because Mm. I will probably not speak again at all for the rest of the scene, but I (laughs) need to act alive. And so what I do is I... Cross Some my great. arms with a little bit of a shiver. Okay, well, you've got a jacket on, so you're working your way through. I'm it. having a hard time. I'm having yeah. a I'm having this a hard time acting in this a jacket. Bad acting day for Danielle. It's just it was hard, and I wanted you guys to know that the not I'm only did there, those guys give cold. me the creeps, but it's a little chilly, and those guys give me the eebie-jeebies. So now, are they going to jail? Because they Feeney run away, opens the door. He knows who they are. They have bolt cutters. They've written "die" on right. the school. They've vandalized yeah. everything. Do you think Feeney then calls the cops? Well, no, I think he, probably, he kills him because yeah. we don't ever see these guys again. <laughs> that would so make sense. I think I think Feeney just got a body count. Took him out back in the backyard, shot between the Matthews house and yeah. his, exactly. That's why his, his all the evidence so nice. he All dead yeah. kids. It's all fertilized kids. I love that. How he talks about his garden metaphor. His azaleas. His azaleas. Them and they grow. Do you garden, Jonathan? <laughs> Do you garden, Jonathan? <laughs> Do you garden, Jonathan? Like Some Hannibal seasons Lecter. are I better like. than others. <laughs> Some seasons. That's good. He's just sitting there. Now it's a majority of kids in my garden. And I don't <laughs> have a big enough garden for all the bodies. Did you enjoy the tomatoes, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, like, a I love it. I love Listen, it. we've picked up on an underlying theme here. <laughs> Feeney's been murdering Feeney's kids been murdering since the kids 1970s. And using them to plant, to plant his garden. Oh. oh, man. So Corey asks Feeney what he's doing here so late, and Feeney tells them, I'm preparing your final exams. You're not the only ones who work Sharpening hard on these knives. tests. <laughs> Sean smiles. I heard Feeney's making them real hard so we can cram some more of that knowledge stuff into our heads. Feeney responds, you think these are tough, Mr. Hunter? Wait until you see what I have in mind for you next year. Corey asks, next year? And Feeney confirms, yes, Mr. Matthews. Perhaps this old dinosaur still has a few hundred million years left in him. Sean adds, we got to be out of high school by then. And I chuckle because even though I am on the show, I am sometimes mute. And I must so act with only Feeney facial expressions. why decision? Like... It would be nice if it was because in response of, to us. Or it is in response to us, but, but it isn't really s- super clear. But no. it is. 
that it, it is in response to us. Yeah. He also mm-hmm. made it off camera, which is strange. But right. that's mm-hmm. like me dating an older woman, all off camera. Right. All Yeah, exactly. To yeah. make the decision off. Well, yeah. he did. Or did he just make the decision right now? Right now, which is what I think it is. I think yeah. it is that he was on the other side of the door, heard what Sean had to say, heard what Corey had to say, heard me say, how about you, lady, you gentlemen, just study. And he was like, wow, <laughs> those three, I'm going to follow them to college. Yeah. That's what I think I'm gonna, he did. I'm going to raise their children and we're all going to yeah. be together forever. We're all going to be together forever. I'll and kill the, for but the other people. kids and the other will kids. make for great mulch. Yeah. <laughs> so Feeney smiles. He shoes us all off and he looks around at all the damage to his school and he starts to clean up. Just as he starts, we see a piece of garbage held out to him and we reveal it's Corey. Still with Sean and Topanga, we all band together to help him clean up the mess. Oh, it's nice. And then we're in the school hallway. Everyone once again runs up to a piece of paper on the wall with their final exam scores. Corey covers his eyes and tells Sean he can't look. Topanga starts reading out all of the grades. C, 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 D. Sean laughs and says, boy, Topanga, you did pretty lousy. She explains, those are your grades, Sean. He exclaims in true happiness, oh, yes, which is very cute. <laughs> Corey reads his grades next, B, B, B minus, C plus, B. Topanga nudges him and says, boy, Corey, you did better than you thought. And Corey says, you know, this is encouraging. He yells to all the students, people, studying really is the way to go. Are you guys with me? They all scream, yeah, in unison. He yells, then follow Optical me. flip. And who needs to know what Topanga got on her finals? Not me. Who the hell cares? We are back at Chubby's. They're all gathered around the TV again with no books in sight. And I'm finally there for this one. Topanga is there. I am watching TV. And that's our episode. What do you think the cast of Boy Meets World watches? What what, what is our... What what TV shows were we watching? Seinfeld? Friends? Well, no, it would have been would have been right after school, right? Isn't that where he leaves? So it's like three, mm-hmm. four o'clock in the afternoon. There was no TiVo. You weren't. It was whatever was on. So it's probably Cartoons. like a Judge Judy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Some, Judge Judy. Uh, yeah, something along those lines is probably what's on. People's Court back in the day, right? Or something like right. That. Some sort yeah. of TV's Jesse weird Raphael. between say two thirty and five thirty. You would know. So you, you are yeah. the TV expert here. It's true. Mm-hmm. So you back in the day, you had to. It was. Yeah, you would find that kind of stuff because because your your um, soap operas were done already right. and primetime hadn't started. Right. So it was that kind of like, you know, game lull. show lull. Yeah. Right before you get into the evening news. Correct. Correct. People's mm. courtish kind of stuff like that. A lot of talk shows, stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Ricky Lake, things like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. If you don't take care of that merch, we will. Oh, we're going to kill that merch. Yep. So join us for our next recap episode, which is season three, episode 19. I was a teenage spy, which originally aired April 26th, 1996. Yes, we're getting into our first yeah. Time travel episode. I First cannot many. wait. Yeah. Just, does it go back to the 50s? This is, yeah. I think this is the 50s. So we're just one, continuing yeah. the Grease stuff. They were yeah. really they watching, were really watching, watching Grease. And then they were <laughs> casting. I think bye this bye next Birdie. one has everybody from like Happy Days yeah. and all. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. This yeah. is so funny. They really they were, were going through obsessed a thing. with 50s teenage whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't mean to make us feel old or anything, but. We had a group of kids come to the house for Halloween, but we had somebody notice our jukebox. And they were like, is that a jukebox? We said, yeah. And he was like, is it from the 70s? And we said, it's actually from the 60s. And then another kid who was with the group of kids said, did you see they have a jukebox from the 90s? 
And I realized the 90s are as far away from them as, as the, the 60s, 60s were from... for us when we yeah. were. Yeah. So you think about how we yeah. feel about the 90s. That is how our writers were feeling about the 60s. About the 60s. The 60s. Yeah. yeah. It's a little crazy. So yeah. anyway. Makes sense. LGG. When you're L-J-G. a chat, you're a chat all the way. Easy action. <laughs> Great play. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbaksh. Producer, Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at podmeetsworldshow or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.